say to you, listeners, I am Tanil. I'm a therapist. And my co-host is Eric. He's a gunsmith. Thank oh, you, guys. Oh, we're going there, are we? Yeah, we're going you, there. You're giving up my secret job. <laughs> I don't we're just totally spend all day there. thinking up quips for your podcast. No, no, not at all. So today's topic is diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to specifically do this topic because this is diabetes is actually you know a chronic illness that um is in my family and actually when i found out that my grandmother had it um that's when i started to take a look at health so for me my entire you know most of my health journey started with diabetes um so my grandmother i'll go right into the story my grandmother, um, you know, she was a wonderful woman. She was a pillar in the community. She gave to so many people, and she helped so many people. She was a very selfless woman. Um, however, she didn't take very good care of herself, or at least I didn't think that she took very good care of herself. I remember when I was young, and I had gone to one of her doctor's appointments, and the doctor specifically told her, you need to stop drinking soda because it is not helping you. It is going to hurt your diabetes. Yeah. And then I saw her opening up a soda. And I was like, Grandma, the doctor said you're not supposed to drink that. And she said, easier said than done. I'll never forget that. It's actually easier done than said because you just don't pick up the soda. Don't go to the store and buy the soda. Sodas don't just spontaneously generate in the fridge. Someone had to go out and buy those sodas. I think she really liked soda, like really liked it. Like she had at least like maybe four cans a day. Mm-hmm. Like she, you know, probably more. And now recent studies have shown that uh, aspartame actually uh, disables the kidneys and disables the um, pancreas. Oh, wow. And actually encourages diabetes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons, even if you're diabetic, you can't drink sugary sodas and you can't drink aspartame-based diet sodas. Because it it makes your uh, dependence on artificial insulin worse. It's not good for your body. But I mean, just um, looking at the ingredients of what's in soda, it's basically liquid candy is what you're drinking. Well, yeah, the, the, the corn syrup based ones. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, I think most people know what diabetes is. But I just wanted to briefly go over the different types of diabetes. So there's type 1. Type 1 diabetes uh, develops quickly. Usually you see it in children, teens, and young adults. And basically they will need insulin daily. And as far as the, you know, Diabetic Education Foundation is concerned, um, there's no way to prevent it. So these are people that are born uh, without a functioning pancreas. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that they, yeah, they're born with, with an issue with their pancreas that it just, like, it, it just happens at some point. Um, however, type 2 diabetes, which I think is probably the, you know, most prevalent Di- diabetes type um, that develops over many years and it actually can be prevented with losing weight, with eating healthy, with active, you know, being active, things like that. So typically someone will get type 2 diabetes because they're not taking good care of themselves because they're not eating the right foods. Does that make sense? Uh, there's a lot of details to that. Yeah, there's a lot more details. It's it's more complicated than you think. Um, my grandparents on my dad's side had diabetes. Grandparents on my mom's side had diabetes. Mm-hmm. My, um, I think one of my uncles has diabetes. Oh, I didn't um, realize so it was such everybody's a got diabetes inherited except, trait for you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um... So, uh, as, as I've hinted to before, uh, I have diabetes, um, and the way it seems, at least, uh, the type two, the way it sneaks up is you have a pancreas that produces, uh, insulin, uh, naturally when your body's blood sugar goes over 130, it like trips it on. Well, um... When you get, as you get fatter, you end up having more uh, fat at hand and in the bloodstream. This fat creates an artificial barrier of oil that keeps the body from being able to signal the pancreas to release insulin when it's supposed to. Not only that, the size of your body, the heavier you get, the more difficult it becomes for the pancreas to produce enough insulin for the entire uh, body. Uh, So the heavier you get, the more prevalent uh, the diabetes get. And diabetes is basically just your body's inability to produce enough insulin to neutralize the excess sugar in the blood that your body isn't burning in the muscle. The other problem is the more fat you have in your body, the more difficult it becomes for the sugar to actually get into the muscle and blood cells to actually be burned off. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you can hide your diabetes with diet and exercise. um, And the more fit you get, the more fat you eliminate from your body, um, the easier your pancreas will be able to produce insulin and what insulin it does produce will become more effective. But do you think that you can cure diabetes? What do you think? I think yes, but you have to work yourself down to being fit. You have to have a, 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 a like a fat percentage below a certain level and i'm not exactly sure what that level is it might vary from person to person depending on their metabolism and diet and exercise but i think there is a point where diabetes can be cured now the longer you have diabetes 
the more your pancreas gets in the habit of shutting down. So the longer you have it, the more difficult it is to not have it. And the longer it's going to take for it to come back, if it's going to come back. Right. But I mean, you have, I think and so that you really doctors, need to like commit to a healthy well, lifestyle. Let me, let me explain that. Okay. Well, you've been explaining for a long time. I wanted to talk a little bit. Yeah, but <laughs> you're, what you're saying is not going to be as accurate as what I have to say. I'm just saying that it's important to commit to a he healthy lifestyle. I've been carefully studying my situation for years now. It's not important for me to say that? No, it's not. Because then you're not being sympathetic to what I'm going through. I am being sympathetic. No. Let me explain because you don't understand. I, explain. Uh, I'm, I'm trying. God. Okay. So here's what it is. You can't just change your your diet overnight. I've tried. I've tried so many no, of course different you can't. ways of changing my diet. And it's very difficult to adjust the amount of food intake because most of your foods that are carbs will get broken down into sugar by the time they hit your bloodstream. So pretty much anything that's a carb, you have to consider it as you have to count it as a sugar against your overall blood sugar as a diabetic. So you can't eat bread. You can't eat rice. You can't drink milk. You can't drink fruit juice. Of course, you can't drink soda, like we just said. You can't eat candy bars. You can't eat cookies. You can't eat cake. Anything, not just with sugar in it, but anything with a calm, uh, with a simple carb, you cannot eat. Some uh, dietitians will tell you that you can't even eat potatoes, or you can't eat carrots, because carrots are a very sugary vegetable, and they're too high in sugar for a diabetic. And, and like they say, don't eat like a whole apple, eat a half apple. And they'll say like, you can't, you shouldn't eat complex carbs yeah. like oatmeal and whole grains. Yeah. And yeah. you got to be careful about what fruits you eat. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is they'll tell you, they, they'll say you have to minimize uh, how much fruit you eat. You have to count your fruit in quarters. And your oranges and slices. You can't eat a whole orange. You can't eat a whole apple. Mm, and mm -hmm. they give you this whole book of rules. So what they do is they turn having diabetes into a dietary prison. Oh, man. That you feel like you're trapped and that you can never eat what you want. As a, someone who has spent a lifetime going to food for emotional stability... Diabetes takes all of that away. It doesn't just take away your ability to eat what you want. It takes away your ability to be loved by your food. And I don't know how else to explain it, but that's how it feels. It feels like you've been put into a, a, a diet prison... And you have to count every calorie. You have to count every carb. You have to check your blood sugar three times a day before you eat. You have to stick a needle in you before you eat. And for someone with a needle phobia, it, it it's all the more difficult. It's like, okay, right. you want to have a sandwich? You have to stab yourself first. And then you can have half a sandwich now and maybe half a sandwich later 
except you can't eat lunch meat and you can't eat bread and you can't eat the mayo. So what's your sandwich? You got a piece of salami mm-hmm. and a slice of cheese rolled up, and that's your sandwich. So mm-hmm. it's it's aggravating, and it makes eating miserable, absolutely mm-hmm. miserable. I have to search far and wide and hand-customize recipes just so I can get through my day with some kind of sanity. And my idea of fantasy at this point is being able to go a day and just pretend I don't have diabetes because I hate it. I hate it so much. Every single day, I hate it. I don't think anybody likes having diabetes i you know and but I mean, a lot of I, people I don't, don't don't know what it means to yeah, have diabetes I don't, yeah i don't have it but i mean i complete i do not want it you know that's why i created this podcast you're basically that's why stuck with i focus so much on on trying to eat healthy because i don't want to get to that point. you're basically stuck with meat and vegetables meat and vegetables and Preferably only prepared in certain ways. So it just, I went six months eating nothing but salads for lunch and dinner, and I got sick of salads. And. Yeah, we kind of like go in waves. It's just, well, there's just so many ways and that. kind of move away from it a little bit. Yeah. There's just so many ways that I just have had to adapt, and I'm not good with change. Right. Yeah, you're not. And. I I can't stand it. And, you know, before I had diabetes, I was really concentrating on trying to lose weight. I was counting carbs. I was on a fruit smoothie diet. I was losing weight like crazy. I just didn't consider the amount of sugar in the fruit smoothies. That fruit, yeah, the the liquid diet Mm -hmm. was not a good diet. It was basically sugar water. And mm-hmm. fruit smoothies and protein bars. My doctor it kept not, saying, it was not good. you got to lose more weight. you got to lose more weight. So I was trying really hard to lose weight. And, 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 and my diet did gave me you, diabetes. You brought your blood sugar up so high. Yeah, yeah. So high that you crashed. Mm-hmm. My, my yeah. blood was basically pancake syrup. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it was. I I won't forget the number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I say the number? Okay, so let me just give you perspective here. A normal healthy person's blood sugar sits at around a hundred to one hundred and thirty, depending on whether or not they've eat how long they since they last ate. Um, a diabetic usually maybe a hundred and fifty to two hundred somewhere in there. And my blood sugar was... 1644. Yep. Yep. I mean, it was off the charts. It was Mm -hmm. so high that a regular meter just was like showing me the up arrow, up arrow, up Mm. arrow, like super hot. And I'm just like... Most of your Rite Aid type meters max out at 400. And he went to the hospital... And they were trying to measure it, and the number just kept going up and up and mm-hmm. up. And then finally, they were like, he's at 1644. So generally, the portable uh, tester that they use in the emergency room only goes up to 1,000. 
Wow. To measure beyond a thousand, they have to take the blood to a lab. To a lab, yeah. And actually have to have it measured through the lab. Right. So, yeah, that's what they had to do to figure it out. And I hold the record for the highest blood sugar while still coming in conscious. Still being alive. Oh, that too, yeah. Still alive and conscious. Alive and conscious. I mean, yeah. his kidneys shut down. Yep. That was very frightening. Anybody but else. But thankfully, they, they, said, they bounced back. Thankfully, they did. They said usually once you get over 1,200, they people slip into a coma and die. And they die, yeah. So, yeah. But you... you Managed to stay alive. Yeah, and somehow. I am, I am so grateful that you're still in my life. And I'm so thankful that we get to share this story hmm. with our listeners. Because I think it's important for them to know, you know. That when I nearly died and I slipped into a deep, dark abyss, there was no God to save me. Uh, is that what they need to know? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Talking about the importance of taking care of your health. Oh, right. Yes, eat so healthy. So you don't slip exercise, into a Exercise. Don't get on a fruit smoothie diet. <laughs> um, so I wanted to give you some statistics. I don't know if you knew this, but diabetes is the seventh leading cause of death. Really? Yeah, Seven, that sounds high. seventh leading and it is the major cause of blindness, kidney failure, heart attacks, stroke and limb amputation. You said it's the highest cause of heart attacks. I said it's the major cause for heart attacks, really? stroke, limb amputation, kidney huh. failure and blindness. And blindness. And blindness. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And um, the rate of diabetes is actually going up. Mm -hmm. Like it keeps going up and up and up. So in the year 2000, we had in the world about 151 million people who had diabetes. In 2011, it was 366. In 2019, it was 463 million people. And that's about 8.3% of the world. And so they hypothesize with all of these numbers, because they're tracking, that in the year 2030, we'll have 578 million people with diabetes. And in 2045, will have 700 million who have diabetes. And these um, statistics came from the International Diabetes uh, Foundation. I also thought that it might be interesting for our listeners to know that the countries that have the most issues, the top three, are China, India, and the United States in that order. Wait, so the top... A uh, country for diabetes is China? Yeah. Wow, okay. I wonder if it's because all that rice they eat. Mm, I don't know. Maybe it's something else. I don't know. They do eat a lot of rice. Yeah. And I will tell you, Chinese food sends my blood sugar 100 points, points higher than most food. Right. 
Yeah, that was mm-hmm. one of the reasons I had bad swelling yesterday. I was from that Chinese food. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I also wanted to give you guys a quote. Um, this one is from Halle Berry. Um, and so uh, apparently she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at age 22. Really? Yes. No wonder she stays so thin. Uh, she was, she slipped into a week-long coma, and um, she tells the the press that she has quote unquote cured her diabetes hmm. by going on the keto diet. Keto diet, okay. You know, which is a little confusing because. Most people would say you can't, quote unquote, cure type one diabetes. Type one is the diabetes that happens quick, mm-hmm. not the one that develops slowly. Right. Well, so I some said, people I said wonder, you could like, cure it. Yeah. But you said type two, though. Right. Well, I haven't studied type one enough. to, But in theory, I would imagine it might be possible. Well, according to the research, they don't think it's possible. <laughs> Well, doctors are wrong all but the time. Who knows? I never trust what doctors conclude yeah. or tell me. Some people wonder I, if... I've seen them proven wrong all the time. Right. Some people wonder if, even though she said she had type 1 diabetes, maybe she actually had type 2 diabetes. But she got it when she was 6. No, 22. Oh, I thought you said 6. No, 22. Yeah, but... I don't so, know. So, here's the quote. She'd have to be pretty fat at 22 to get type 2. I I don't know. The younger there are, you are. There are thin people who ha- who get diabetes, you know. Yeah, but type 1. There are people of type 2 diabetes that, 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 uh, are thin? that are thin. Yeah, there are. I've never seen it. But it does happen. It does. Of course, I don't ask people their medical records yeah. walking down the street. <laughs> hey, you're thin. Do you have type 2 diabetes? Do you have type 2 diabetes? I'm looking for thin people with type 2 diabetes. But Anybody? I mean, you don't know what they're eating. I mean, they could have a fast metabolism and they're eating donuts every day. You hmm. know, like lots of sugary treats. Um, but here's the quote. People think it's hard to cut out sugar, but it can be done. You just have to put some effort into it. Who's saying that? Holly Berry. Mm. That's what she says. She doesn't catch me as the sugar-eating type. Mm. Mm. I don't know. She's got this personality that's so reserved. I think of her as a Greek Mediterranean diet kind of person. Well, some people look at her as like a representation of you know, diabetes awareness and, you know, things like that. She's been, apparently she's done a lot of things in that arena. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't done much research on that, but, you know, yeah. My signal was super quiet most of the way. I just found out the cat tripped a switch on the board that muted my mic. Oh, no. Yeah. Did... Did we record any of that? I don't know. I'll have to check the waveform when we're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I want to thank the listeners um, for listening in, and I want to encourage them to take a look at our Patreon. Um, I will have um, mind meditations. Um, I think they'll probably be like 10 minutes instead of like two minutes. You're five minutes early. 
Oh, I am. Yeah, we still got twenty. We still got five more minutes. We still have five more minutes. Yeah. Okay. I did most of what I wanted to say. Do you okay. have anything else you were going to add? Well, I guess the only thing I want to add regarding the situation with my grandmother is that, you know, at 15 years old, I watched her, you know, not eat the right foods and lose a toe mm. and then another toe mm-hmm. and then all of her toes mm-hmm. and then they took a foot Mm. And then they took the leg up to the knee. Mm. And then it was on her other foot. Mm. It just kept going. I I watched her lose her legs in front of me. And I was helpless. I was helpless watching her get more and more sick and not take care of her diet Mm -hmm. and not attend to any type of exercise. I mean, she was giving all the time to the family You know, she was an amazing woman. She was an amazing cook. Um, But she was not taking care of herself. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, I learned from it. And I said to myself, you know, I want to give to people just like her, but I'm going to take care of myself. Yeah, you'd like to live to give. Live to give. Not give so much that you, you die in bed a paraplegic. You die from it, yeah, and you don't get to live. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope that that story is helpful for other people. Um, it's, uh, you know, whenever I think about doing the hard thing, you know, um, swimming fast in the pool, um, choosing to eat a salad, to eat vegetables over uh, a huge slice of cake. I just try to remind myself of my grandmother and, you know, and the choices that she made. I mean, I don't think that being healthy means that you can never have sweets. Occasionally, I think that it's okay. But if you make it so much a habit then I don't think that I think you could be going down the wrong path. And I, I feel that your life is more important than a few moments of pleasure with the food in your mouth. I think one of the big mistakes I made in all of this was I grew up in a house with very little sweets. And so when I moved out, I became overwhelmed by the amount and variety of sweets that were out there. Freedom! And so, because I wasn't used to eating sugar growing up. You just wanted to gorge yourself. I was just, I was just, I became addicted to sugar almost instantly. Because I wasn't, I wasn't used to the idea of, of a Twinkie or... Or anything in the hostess line. So you never really had the chance to learn how to eat sweets at a moderate level. Right. And And sort of get used to them. Instead, you went overboard. I didn't get a chance to get used to them in my life and say, ah, that's no big deal. I don't need that. You know? It was like, hey, you're free. Now I can... I was like... I'm 21. I finally moved out. Now I can try a Twinkie for the first time. 
Now I can find out what a snowball is. Now I can find out what a ho ho is. What are all of these tasty? I've heard these words, but I did people, not know what eat the item was. Because your parents wouldn't let you eat them. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they they wouldn't let you eat them made them even the more enticing. Yeah, and more enjoyable. I mean, <laughs> When you eat a Twinkie as a kid, it's it's glorious. But then when you eat a Twinkie as a 20-year-old, you're like, eh, it's just a Twinkie. But for me, because I never had a Twinkie, it was glorious. <laughs> you were like a and kid so I buy all over a box, again. Like a, 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 a box of like 50 Twinkies, and I'm like, is this mine? <laughs> and I was like sugar crazy for like 10 years. Twinkies, ice cream, cookies, yes. candy. And it ruined me. It gave me diabetes. So I'd say introduce your kids to sweets. Teach them that it's no big deal. Teach them how to manage their sugar intake so that they take that with them throughout their lives. Don't just deny them sugar altogether. Little bits. Little bits. Yeah. Yeah, at a time. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I didn't know if you were going to do that today. So I really, I, I didn't know exactly really how to that. share it. I mean, I could have given you a blow by blow, but I think it was more important just to discuss what I learned from it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, it, it hit me as a surprise. You know, I, I f- collapsed on my bathroom floor and I woke up in the ICU and I didn't know how long I'd been asleep. And everyone in the ICU, they ignored me for like four hours. I, I just kept crying out for water for hours. And yeah. and uh, the only time I heard a response was a nurse walked by and heard me say water. And they just laughed like, <laughs> he wants some water. <laughs> yeah, I think for some reason they couldn't give you water. because Well, the it turned, there was a sign on the board that said... Uh, no water kidney failure and i was so tired and my eyes were so blurry i couldn't read that board oh man for like the first day and a half i was there not only but the other thing that bothered me was no nurse came in and bothered to explain what the hell happened because i went from being on my bathroom floor to being in the er and it just that always kind of bothered me and like the hospital made me write an eval Oh, and I gave him a staving, raving <laughs> review yeah. I of told, all the things they did wrong. Yeah, when, when I first saw you in the ICU, like I spoke to the nurse, and she said that they were going to take good care of you, and they were going to let you know what happened. And so like I just trusted that. It was, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what nurse you talked to because you described her and I never met yeah, that woman. Yeah, she was a black woman. I was I there for four yeah. days in that ICU and it was a different nurse every six hours. And you never met her. And when I went in, I never saw her again. So I don't know. Yeah. She, maybe she just had that shift that day. She was like this magical fairy nurse that oh, took man. care of you. Yeah. And I never saw her. She was super compassionate. Super compassionate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Join us next week.